This fantasy life. We're recording? I don't know. Welcome Thanks. to This Fantasy Life, a fantasy football podcast for our league and yours. I'm Chris. I'm John. Welcome to season four, episode three. Week one in the books, behind the boards. Who's there? Who we got over there? Oh, it looks like King. Is it's it Royal King? King is in the house. Oh. All right. Royal flush, back. nothing but kings. Nothing but kings. Welcome back to this fantasy life. We're a fantasy football podcast based in the Columbus, Ohio area. We cover leagues around the Ohio area, and we cover specifically our own league, giving you updates and advice every single week, who to start, who to sit, our opinions, our banter. Uh, if you want to be involved in the podcast, there's a couple of easy ways you can do that. You can email us at thisfantasylifepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us over on Twitter at TFLifers. Um, we, did we tweet this weekend, John? Oh, gosh, the tweeters have – I've been reading the tweets but not giving the tweets. Oh, okay. So maybe, I had the tweets, yeah. um, but I haven't seen the tweets. So I will be tweeting. It's all about engagement, so we're going to try and increase that this, this week. Gotcha. Yes, um, check my tweet this week. It'll be fun. But we provide a public service, as John always I says. I think probably the only public service available in the central Ohio area. Yes, so if you, you have to, if you want to say something about your team, you want to list, find out what your standings are for your league, we're the place to go. And then you don't have to do all that typing and stuff and then mailing out a newsletter. You can hear it all right here on yes. This Fantasy Life. This podcast takes so much work for us to produce. We know that other people just aren't capable of doing this. And we're so glad we to take the work away from them. What'd you say, John? We're glad to take the work away from them. Yes. Put it on our shoulders. We'll take yes. care of it. Yes. We, are, we will be the martyr for your fantasy football group. So All right, let's go. Let's go. I'm excited. We got our first week in the books. It's Sundays, Thursdays, Sunday night games, Monday games. It was exciting. We watched so much football this week. So um, much. So typically, every single week, we're going to start off talking about the previous week and talking about how we were wrong because we're honest, good people. We're going to talk about how we were right. Um, however, this is the first week, so we don't have anything really to go off of. So instead, we're going to go ahead and put ourselves out there and make some bold predictions for next week. Um, Johnny, what is a bold prediction that you have for week two? I actually have two. Adrian Peterson contends, con, uh, continues to run, and he's going to get over 100 yards this, uh, this weekend. And he will say... He will be a good pickup. My other prediction is that Smith will get his first win of the year this next week. Whoa, so Smith uh -huh. this week got a loss, surprisingly. Didn't even break 100 points. Didn't but break next week is his week. He is a week two guy. That is a bold prediction. Um, my bold prediction involves the Cincinnati Bengals playing in prime time this week, the Battle of Ohio. Um, I think the Bengals are going to have a pretty big week. I think, I think even though they lost this weekend, they're feeling pretty good. They're feeling pretty motivated. Joe Burrow uh, might turn on those wheels a little bit. And I actually think specifically, I think A.J. Green might have a really nice game against the Cleveland Browns this Thursday. Um, so, A.J. Green could be somebody in your lineup you're thinking about maybe sitting, didn't have a huge game over the weekend. But I think it's Cleveland this Thursday, prime time, under the lights. I think Joe Burrow is going to be slinging that rock without any fear to A.J. Green. So let me get this straight. You are telling people right here and right now that if you have A.J. Green, you should be starting him. Otherwise, yes. you will miss out. A thousand percent. Like it. I, I, maybe a billion. Billion percent. Brandon, what's your prediction? Uh, so the Cincinnati Bengals 
saying on this train here. <laughs> what uh, do people want to hear about? Historically are very bad in primetime games, but I think they are going to blow out the Browns this week. Whoa. So we're is, on the Bengals. This is the Bengals time. So that takes us to the news, right? And that's yep. the first thing that we can talk about. Of course, Thursday night, the Bengals play the Browns. It should be a really exciting game. But in our league, we, ca- we have, what, about six teams that are represented by our, our members of our league. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, and we took it in the, uh, in the neck this weekend and lost to the Rams in a big, big way. Of course, the pass interference call was bullcrap, but you can't really complain when the refs can't see. So the Cowboys lost their first game. Uh, Chris, 49ers, and you represent who? Hans and Schilling and... Yes, we have, we have two Niners fans in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, after uh, NFC champions coming into this year, trying to make it even further this year and win a, win a ring, um, went up a very tough division rival week one. Um, I think maybe that the, 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 the crowd noise that was being fluxed into the stadium <laughs> was kind of distracting for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, we also don't have any, any receivers. So it was a very, very tight game. Um, the Cardinals played really well. We couldn't make some plays down the stretch. And, uh, yeah, dropped the first game of the year this morning. Yeah. Brandon, tell us about the Bengals. Uh, it was a pretty tight game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we let the Chargers stay in it pretty much the whole time. Uh, and then a sad, sad missed field goal in the fourth. Did I read something about the Bengals and um, they did a fourth and goal or a fourth? Or was that the 49ers? The Niners had a fourth and goal on the one and didn't. Didn't, and the Cowboys eschewed a field goal just to try for two yards and didn't get it, and that would have at least tied the game. Yeah, King. Um, so the other of the leagues, little Brian has the Broncos. Yes, lost uh, another heartbreaker. I think on Monday night, late, late last night. Yeah, that was not a game that I watched. The Eagles um, but, a lot of win as well for Allen. Um, yeah, yeah the Philadelphia is losing to the football team. That was a pretty big loss to the football team. The football team. Um, yeah, Brandon sent me a text in all caps, including some expletives yesterday um, at the end of the, of the Bengals game. <laughs> Indeed. I'm not feeling great. I did um, hear a funny week, thing about the Browns, a funny tweet, when uh, they said that the uh, Ravens should take all of their cardboard fans in the third quarter and line them up in the aisle as if they were leaving to beat the traffic. I thought that was a pretty funny, funny tweet. We funny. love the Browns, but it was in some ways a sign of the world coming back to normalcy <laughs> the way they played on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, poor guys. Um, no other really big league news, right? I mean, there are um, some games. 49ers picked up Sanu. Muhammad Sanu, correct. So that, that's a little news. That just happened uh, this today. Um, as you said, without Debo – uh, and I, even though future Hall of Famer, Famer Kendrick Boone might be the guy to look for, um, I think they, they're hoping Sanu can help shore up that uh, receiving core. Yeah, we're thinking that Brandon Ayuk, the rookie, could also be back this week, but um, and not certain. So, yes, we'll, we'll take anybody we can get. Mm-hmm. All right. How about those right. surprising players? Yes, next segment, we're talking about players that were surprising this week. I'm going to go ahead and continue on with my Niners, and I think I may have either mentioned on the podcast or mentioned um, at our draft on Sunday, who's to say, time to flat circle, uh, but DeAndre Hopkins, you know, brand new team this year in Arizona, a young quarterback, um, obviously he's extremely talented, maybe the best receiver in the league, um, but for the, his first game to drop 31 points, I think he was targeted 16 times and had 14 catches 
which is insane. Um, as I was watching that game, it did seem like whenever Kyle Murray was passing, he was passing to DeAndre Hopkins. The Niners' defense is also, you know, no uh, no schmuck. Um, so, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins making his um, presence felt in Arizona, 31 points, pretty surprising. So Arizona was not wasting any money. No, no, money well spent. I thought it was interesting that the Giants, Jamison Crowder and Darius Slayton, both had big games and a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Uh, I mean, the, the Giants are, are a bad football team this year, and they still dropped some big points and had some uh, plays. Um, do you have the Giants quarterback? I do. Yeah. And a receiver, actually, yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah, um, I mean, they're not really expected to do much, but those guys scored a bunch of points. Saquon was not very efficient. Well, that, that, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Saquon wasn't great. Um, and the preseason hype around the Giants was mostly around Sterling Shepard kind of looking really good in camp and um, being the guy. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, the NFC East, um, more like NFC least, if you know what I'm saying. Um, or it could be a fun little division. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? Clyde the Glide gets 138 yards in his rookie debut, leads all rushers this week in yardage. McCaffrey with 96, Clyde the Glide at 138. That's kind of surprising. So if we were going to do a we were wrong, that was going well, to be mine, is that yeah. you know, I was pretty down on Clyde as a rookie being drafted in the top five in some leagues. Um, but that, the opening night game, I mean, he looked great. He was quick and fast and just, yeah, I mean, it looks like he's the guy over there. And I hate to do this, but Aaron Rodgers drops Danica Patrick and right away drops four touchdowns, says Tommy who? Yep. All right. And so Aaron Rodgers, wait for it. What's not to love? Him? Jordan Love is in the what lineup. They, they took him in the draft to take over for – Aaron Rodgers, it's a pun. What's not to love? He's a quarterback. Uh, so now we're going to talk about the worst bench decisions. So we go through the league every week and just talk crap to other people about how they should have played somebody instead of them being on their bench. Um, so we had a couple extremely close games in our league. Um, we had one team, one game actually tie. Brandon, you were a part of that. So Brandon tied with our newest member, Chris. 141 to 141. Um, Brandon, if you would have just started the rookie Paris Campbell, like everybody was telling you to, maybe you could have won that game. I'm just saying, I don't know. Literally nobody told me to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Alan, if you would have started the rookie J.K. Dobbins instead of top five pick Michael Thomas, (laughs) Alan could have also won. So I, I think I did, I did text him early in the on Sunday morning, and I'm like, dude, you got to get JK in there. Yeah. Oh, Michael wait, that would have been Thursday, I think. Get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but both those players are surprising. Dobbins and Campbell, two rookies. Um, a lot of rookies actually this weekend making some noise. Uh, Johnny, you got to talk some smack to somebody for benching somebody? Oh, well, I don't know about benching anybody. Um, I, I did not play – um, Sammy Watkins uh, against the, the Chiefs game in the Chiefs game, and I probably should have. But you know, when you start the league, I'm not going to blame myself. You always want to play those players that you drafted. It's really awkward if you drafted your top seven players and then you don't play one of them. Um, Sammy Watkins is hot and cold. Uh, this book on him is that he can score a lot of points early in the season, then he gets hurt and you never see him again. But 
now my big question is going to be for the weeks coming up. Do I start Clyde the Glide and Sammy Watkins? The Chiefs defense or the Chiefs offense is prolific, but I don't know if it's worth that. So it's kind of a question. So if anybody wants to trade me for Sammy Watkins, um, I'm willing to go there. Uh, yeah, when you ever have players in the same team, you do get that kind of weird feeling about, can I start that many? Uh, but, John, didn't you have another Raven last year with Lamar Jackson? Uh, Lamar Ingram. And Ingram, yeah. I mean, when you're part of a team like the Chiefs, it's like, why not? I well, mean, I mean, I got plenty of points from Jackson and Mark Andrews this week. So right. you like that stack, especially from quarterback and receiver. Now, I don't know about having a stack of a, a running back and a receiver. that Then, then they've each got to kind of score on their own. Yeah, do you know off the top of your head, like, who you would have – replaced Sammy Watkins with like who he would be starting over in your in your uh, lineup um thinking it over now and having been started, I probably would have started uh starting him over OBJ because Cleveland was playing the Ravens and it's pretty tight defense and Baker Mayfield but I really did have a sense that OBJ was going to have a breakout season or a return to his his former glory but that doesn't look like that's going to happen but the Ravens have a tough defense so we'll see what they do against the Bengals I'm still going to start OBJ against the Bengals because I have to. So later we're going to talk about some worries. Maybe that's one of your uh, one of your worries. I have so many worries. So in our league, a pretty curious uh, standings here. Um, unfortunately, we have Smith, the very end, uh, the bottom of our rankings. I'm not going to state his name for obvious his team name for obvious reasons. Um, coming in ninth place this week, uh, also losing his first game of the season is Hans and John was our winner last year, and Hans uh, was last place. So this year, John gets the, um, the, the duty, the obligation, the honor of naming Hans's team. Heck yes, um, I do. I think this is a new segment. Maybe we'll get some cute little um, music for it as we go through the season. Um, but this week, John, uh, what was Hans's team name? His team's name was Hans Sanitizer, which I think is an homage to Rona. Hans sanitizer. Now that's a good pun. Yes, John. Uh, this that may be the funniest thing you've ever done. Really, it's, it's a fantastic you, team name. Kudos just wait till next week. I mean, it's a lot to live up to. It's it's just really it's a challenge for me because there are so many things that I want to say are inappropriate or gross or really disgusting, and I think I'm going to try to I'm going to try to be the on the top side of the road instead of of being down in the gutter. So oh, I'm going to take the high road. The, the pandemic's really changed you. You know? Congratulations. I mean, it's been a lot of self-reflection, and let me tell you, <laughs> not pretty. Uh, yeah. Hans Sanitizer could be like a, a year-long name, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> you, you better really have something gray up your sleeve if you're going to change that. Probably should have um, saved that for then, later. Wait, this is weird. In eighth place right, here, right now, um, that's you, John. Mr. Yeah. Jackson, if you're nasty. Yeah. Um, and like I on? said – I don't understand this position. This is the first time since week seven of last year that I lost a fantasy football game in this league. Uh, and I, it's, it's awkward for me. I feel like I, I feel bad. And now I have this really weird thing, like, am I ever going to win another game again? Sure. Yeah. I always kind of said not. this is an interesting part of the year because we either have half the teams are undefeated or half the teams don't have a win. But that's not really true this time. No, it's You're not. You're welcome. Moving on, um, going to players who did better than John. Um, Allen um, lost a game, but still was able to pull out 137 points. Um, and then we had the rare tie between our newest member, Chris Hude and the Blowfish, great name, and King, 
with each 141, uh, Zika Leak, which is a great name as well, King. Um, and King, are we expecting any kind of stat correction, or is that going to go down as a tie? Uh, I think that's going to go down as a tie. Uh, Commissioner, if you're listening, I would like to revisit the concept of tiebreakers. Because uh, the ties are not that rare. I have one pretty much every year. I was getting ready to say, I think, Brandon, you tie every year. That's yeah. interesting. Happens yeah. at least once every year for the last, like, five years. It's insane. And moving on to teams that actually won their games, Schilling rolling on the river. Uh, an homage to Philip Rivers pulled it out as well. Um, the commish getting a win, shockingly, uh, with 137 points. Almost Sean, doubled him up. Yep. Sean, um, with his auto-draft team, won. His and I'm going to say he did that without going through a bunch of free agents. He, he yep. just won with his team. Congratulations, won John. By one point, a very, very close game, 138 to 137 over Allen. And I went ahead and just gave it to Hans. Uh, the highest scoring yeah, team did. of the week was uh, Fuller, Hardly, Newer, Boom. Um, My team, um, Hans, put up a great fight with 121 points, but just wasn't enough. Um, for my 142 and looking at my my team um you know wasn't any standout huge performances just a solid you know every guy just coming out scoring some points that's what i love to see guys love to see that my team is just okay and on a side note of that we have espn's pn's projections which had the top three drafters after the draft espn in our league predicted hans was the first number one puppet master number two and me number three and guess what all three oh, of us did it. Those so, computers don't know anything. Take that, ESPN. Don't know nothing. Um, all right. Our next segment, uh, we're looking at the waiver wire, and we're going to go down to the wire. Yeah. All right. So we're still working out some kinks over this <laughs> new technology. Whoever our IT guy will uh, get on that and make some changes. Uh, down on the wire every week, we give you some suggestions on who to be targeting on your waiver wire. Um, John, who is walking the wire over in your world? Well, I'm going to be a little self-serving, and I probably shouldn't because I'm going to hit the wire tonight, and I have some some picks that I want. But to go back to my bold prediction, uh, in our league and in many leagues, I think it's like 25% have drafted Adrian Peterson. So he is available in many leagues. I know that we're afraid of him because we think he's a little old. He can't, he can't sustain a season. But at least for now, he's probably going to be the bell cow uh, for the Detroit Lions, although DeAndre Swift is in the wings and uh, all of that. Uh, just now finding out about Le'Veon Bell, uh, Kalen Balage. Is anybody willing to take him? I don't know if no. that's a thing. No. Um, and uh, we have another injury uh, in IR to Marlon Mack is, um, means that Nakeem Haim, uh, I think the other – who's the other one? I know Haim is available. Uh, there's another one that shares time with him. I don't. He's not available in our league. But So those are some wire picks. Yeah, way to set me up there, John. Naheem Hines was my wire pick. Yeah, Marlon Max oh. out. Um, Hines, I think, even scored like 10 or 12 points last week. Mm -hmm. um, so I think he's going to be the guy over in Indianapolis. Old guy, Phillip Rivers, wants to lean on that running game. Also, you know, I think the quarterback landscape right now is still pretty unsure. Um, in my other league, I actually drafted two quarterbacks, which was maybe not the smartest decision. Um, but I think there's lots of unknowns going on. Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, 
you know, all these guys who are either getting older or in new positions, Big Ben coming off of a, an injury. Um, and I think Big Ben might be a guy to target if you're looking – if you weren't happy with your quarterback week one, maybe you took a flyer on a, a younger guy, um, maybe from like a New York team, and you're looking to get an, a quarterback that is more stable and consistent. Um, lest we forget, the Steelers are going to be a team that is going to score points and do well every single week. And Big Ben had a really nice night last night. So I think if you're on the quarterback markets, Big Ben is there in lots of leagues, um, could be a guy to put on the radar. Um, King, are you um, walking the wire this week? Uh, yeah. So I actually really like Willie Sneed. Um, oh, I know that Baltimore's, uh, got, a, Baltimore's got a lot of uh, receivers, so the ball gets spread around a lot, so it's kind of uh, risky. Uh, but he had some pretty good looks on Sunday. Um, decent amount of yardage. He had one of the touchdowns. I think he's he's got a nice rapport with um, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's a nice pick. He might be due. Um, we mentioned quarterbacks. How about Gardner Minshew? He's, be, he's playing pretty well. He he might have a breakout season. If yeah. you're, if you're hard, I, I mean, quarterbacks are a streaming thing where you could pick up several – Every week, pick up one every week. Yeah, I think even the fact that we're talking about how unsure we are in quarterbacks just lends even more evidence to the statement that quarterbacks really might not be that important. They're all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, our next segment, we talk about what we're worried about in our weekly worry. Um, so specifically with um, our own teams, like maybe a lineup question that we're worried about, just, you know um, – uh, crowdsourcing some advice from our fellow podcasters. So, guys, this week my my worry is this this young this youngster um, named DK Metcalf from the Seattle Seahawks uh, putting up some points. Seems to be uh, you know a, a real a real player. However, do I start him over the following people? Amari Cooper, Will Fuller, hardly know her, or AJ Brown. So those are all guys who are, you know, I would say the number one person on their respective teams, all teams that can put up some points. Um, DK Metcalf also there. So, yeah, he's a guy that on my bench right now, I don't like him on my bench, but I don't know where to put him. So, guys, what do I do? Um, Part of that is matchups. Are the matchups a factor? Good question. So Seattle is going up against the Patriots prime time Sunday night. Lordy, that'll be a game. Um, Amari Cooper, the Dallas Cowgirls going up Atlanta, um, Tennessee against Jacksonville, and the Houston Texans with Will Fuller hardly newer up against Baltimore. Well, Amari Cooper, the the Atlantas are like 31st on pass protection. Of course, that's hard to pick this early in the season. Uh, Amari Cooper is definitely someone Dak looks to and they paid both of those guys, or they're going to wind up paying both of those guys a lot of money. So I can see that. But we also know Amari Cooper is a little bit uh, streaky. Uh, he can be good. Yes. He can be bad. He can throw down an egg every now and then. So, uh, you know, he's one that I would consider. But I don't know. DK Metcalf versus him seems seems wrong. Right. King, any advice? No. Thank you. <laughs> King, are you worried about anything specifically? Worried about your team. Uh, I'm actually a little worried about Sean. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I'm he was acting at, strange at the draft. I, I get it. I'm looking at this weird little stat that ESPN has, and in the Bills-Dolphins game, Sean has six players. Now, obviously, he's not starting all six of those guys. That includes his bench. But six players between the Bills and the Dolphins. Sure, Sean, it's going to be the game of the week. Bills-Dolphins. <laughs> That's one of those that if the game wound up six to three, you'd really be feeling bad. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Johnny, um, any worries in your mind? Yeah, I have a, a mole that I feel like it's growing a little bit. I keep touching it, so I'm not sure if that's making it red or not, but I'm yeah. kind of worried about that. You, you should stop Let's touching it. it. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, uh, the Sammy Watkins things, my, my receivers right now, they're vanilla. They're like they're all three of the ones that I have starting all scored about the same miserable number of points. Um, but I feel like I'm kind of in the same place you are, changing Sammy Watkins with DJ Moore. He's a he's the bell cow. OJ Beckham, he's a bell cow. Um, I, I just don't see doing that. So um, that's kind of a worry. The other worry I have is I have too many receivers and not enough running backs. So like I said, if somebody wants to roll the dice on Sammy Watkins and offer me a decent running back, I'm here for you, honey. Well, I will tell you even that same advice for matchups. I mean – I guess I am more confident in Kansas City balling out than Jacksonville. Um, I mean, they're, they're point scorers. Yeah. That's hard. Good luck. Um, now we're on to our very favorite segment, and that is where we are going to get on the bus. I love the bus. And the bus is the segment every single week where we check in with our leagues around the Columbus, Ohio area. If you want to be on the bus and have your league get some shout-outs, talk some smack, you can email us over at thisfantasylifepodcast at gmail.com. Every single week on the bus, we update with league standings. Uh, we have guest call-ins every once in a while talking some smack. Um, we rate the team names of the league and really give some props for there. And um, this, so yeah, this year – we have an award for best smack talker. So you get on, you might win an award. Yes, exactly. Because I think le- the last few seasons, like our smack talkers, they talk really good off the air. But then when they get on the air, it seems like they kind of turn nice. Yeah, and that's not what we want. A little camera shy, a little, yep. a little stage fright. No, yep. we want you to say the meanest things about your friends that you can think of. End of friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the longer, the better. Yes. <laughs> Do you have a brother in your fantasy football league or a dad? I mean, yep. just drag them over the coals on this fantasy life. Make a family member estranged. That's what we want. All right. So I'm going to go through a lot of information here. Bear with me. We got lots of teams on the bus this week. Um, we got the Greenhouse Goonies over here where John and I work. Um, we have uh, leading the league right now, return of the pack, a returning player from previous years, dropped uh, 173 points to beat Motor City Convicts, who in fact had the second highest points in the league. So it was first points versus second points. The return of the Packers had a monster week with 173. Um, T. Neal for real, one of our loyal listeners, second place over there, had a great week with 135 points. Easy breezy, beautiful, our friend Bethany, our friend of the show, um, coming out with a win with 128 what? points as well. Good for Bethany. <laughs> Steel Curtain uh, getting a win also, surprisingly, with 123 points. And myself over there, Fuller Hardly Newer, got the same player in both leagues, just for yeah. the name. Uh, got a win uh, with a measly 112 points. Don't tell Brady Raider Nation, who is currently in the bottom of the league with 92 points. Not looking Oof. good 
for the commissioner over there. We also have the big league. We have lots of friends over there in the big league. Um, some winners over there. We got awesome. Wow. Kyle uh, winning his first game. Chance winning his first game. Um, we also got Brandon. Um, my ball, Zach Ertz, winning their first game as well. Unfortunately, our friend Alan, the puppet master, took a loss in the league over there as well. Uh, but two other teams that got to win. Team Titan got to win. Football team, great name as well. Um, got to win over in the big league um, also. We got some other friends over in the league. They are known as the Brewmasters. Um, the Brewmaster, um, unfortunately, went with a loss his first game. Um, but some winners in that league, um, Gridiron Greats got a win. Columbus Muni Lot, also a great name, got a win. Um, Shaken Bakers got a win. Our friend Chris over there, Sterling Wishbone got a win. Leatherheads took a loss, though, as well as Polar Bears took a loss as well. Our friend Tyler, his other league, um, he was able to pull out a win there as well. He is a prolific fantasy football player. Um, he is second in the league in points with 144, only behind Team Jamarin with 145, who also got a win. Doughboy's got a win. Dabala's got a win. This is a 12-team league, so lots of people. Rhinos, Raiders, Team Juju got a win. And at the very bottom of that league, we got the Godfather with a measly 71 points, um, uh, over half of the, what the first team got there in that league as well. And finally, Deep Green Lawn Service. If you want your yard aerated, fertilized, looking beautiful my, like my yard is, you want to call Deep Green Lawn Service in Columbus, Ohio. Um, DJ, our friend over there, his league um, often has names that are inappropriate to read um, on camera. So I'm going to be really doing my best here because I haven't um, previewed these names at all. Um, so we got some winners. Um, if these are offensive and I don't know it, I apologize to all of our listeners under the age of 18. Um, we have <laughs> we have helicopter dunk with a win. Um, we have... Um, and friends with a win as well. Is that a partial name? Um, yep. And then um, <laughs> our friend DJ, unfortunately, Steamers um, took a loss. Um, Tom's Hot Mike also took a loss over there as well. Um, Only Fans got, got a win in the Cohen division. Usha's Fault also got a win. Um, yeah, some other some other teams also lost, and uh, I can't necessarily read their names. We're gonna have to do some previewing before Long we year. do this next week. Quite right? yes. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I know what Steamers is. Some of those others, it's kind of like you told the punchline, and now we have to guess what the joke is. But yeah, uh, yeah. which is we'll, more fun? We'll do some, some previews. That was right. awesome. That's the bus. Our favorite segment every single week. Get we on the, the bus. bus. Get your league on here. We're gonna try and get a call in viewer next week. Um, to get some insight into what's going on in the Columbus fantasy football world. John, please talk so I don't have to and tell us about some injuries. All right, we do have some injuries. I was surprised. I thought there would be a lot more soft tissue injuries given that we really had, didn't have a preseason and they were going after it. It's not too bad right now. Hey, Chris, uh, you know of a warrior who went into battle and every part of his body was covered except for one, and eventually that was his downfall. What part of that body was it? And who was the warrior? Um, the ultimate warrior from the World Wrestling Federation, 
Not true. The warrior was Marlon Mack, and the injury was an Achilles. Oh. And uh, the Achilles, he's out for the season. Le'Veon Bell, he is on IR, and you should get a piece of that San Francisco offense. Adam Gase is a coach. That's about all you can say about him. Devontae Parker has a hamstring. He's questionable. Michael Thomas has a high ankle, and from sources that I really trust, he's going to be out for at least one game, maybe two or three. In tight end triage, it's already happening. And George Kittle, the Skittle, has sprained a knee. He went out, but he came back in, and people call him tough and all of that, but he is listed as questionable. Blake Jarwin, who some people thought might be a big, a big tight end uh, play for this year, he broke his collarbone. Those Cowboys, they have some weak collarbones out there. He is out for the season. And that is it for the injuries. All right, we're looking ahead to next week, week two. Looking ahead in our league specifically, we got some pretty big matchups. We have the Kamish looking to go two wins in a row against the Puppet Master. We got King going against the Auto Draft, getting their first win. I'm going against Schilling, uh, two teams who won their first game. Not, not easy to do. Um, John, you're going against the newbie, Chris, with Houdin and the Blowfish. And two people down in the basement, we got Hans versus Smith, Clash of the Titans. That's my game of the week is a throwback. You know, remember we did game of the week? Game of the week. Week, yeah. W-E-A-K. Is Hans versus Smith? Yeah. Are we thinking both teams under 100? That's my bold prediction. Smith beats Hans 37 to 36. <laughs> uh... All right. Our favorite segments, apart from the bus, I keep saying that, uh, every single week we – We've been doing these since the very first episode of This Fantasy Life many moons ago. The first segment is talking about guys that we love. And those people are <laughs> the following. Let's throw one to King. King, King, who do you love? Oh, man. So many. I'm not seeing a lot of things that I love right now. <laughs> oh, man. It's a dark world out there. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take one. Sounds like uh, my morning routine. Yeah, so the Saints, pretty good team, good quarterback. However, we got um, Michael Thomas out of there. So I'm thinking you're looking maybe for another receiver, and why not old guy Emmanuel Sanders? Hmm. The journeyman coming over from San Francisco. Um, I think he probably is available in lots of leagues. And I think a maybe a guy, if you do have him on your bench, uh, Michael Thomas is out. Drew Brees wants somebody to rely on. Um, Emmanuel Sanders has still got it. So I think Emmanuel Sanders uh, might have a pretty good week this week. Uh, so I love Emmanuel Sanders. John, who do you love? Uh, my guy is, as you might have guessed from what I've been saying for the last uh, probably 20 minutes, my guy is going to be uh, Adrian Peterson. I think this is a week, I think he's got two or three weeks in him, so you're going to have to take advantage of it now, where he's going to be the guy and he's going to uh, score some, some fantasy points for us. Uh, so he is my guy uh, to, for this week. All right, and even though we love many guys, we also hate lots of guys. John, give us one guy that you hate. Um well, this is a stretch. I haven't mentioned this for probably all summer, but uh, my, the hate, my hate that guy is, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Still? Yes. Wow. Shocking. Man, that's, that is shocking. Um, King, do you hate anybody? I do. I hate several people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if, List them all. 
if we're just referring to the football teams, um, probably Deshaun Watson. Uh, I mean, he's obviously a great quarterback, but that Baltimore defense is really tough. I just he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna perform like he normally would. Yeah, I like that. Um, actually, to piggyback on that, um, I also from a team from last Thursday, um, the Chiefs uh, looked really good, guys, and um, even their defense looked better than I thought. Um, so I'm a little bit down on the Chargers walking into Kansas City next week. Um, so I would think um, some guys that you may consider sitting, uh, Keenan Allen, um, a guy that I like a lot. That's my other receiver. He's a receiver. Um, but going up against Kansas City, uh, don't have lots of confidence in our boy over there, Tyrod Taylor. Um, I'm a little even um, worried about Austin Eckler going up against that uh, Kansas City defense. Um, so, yeah, the Chargers, uh, I think, might have a tough road next week in Kansas City. Um, just to uh, add Rob- to my prediction, yeah. as we hit, hit to the end of the show and we bring our flaps down and drop the wheels – um, I predicted Schilling was going to win the league this year uh, as a sacrifice. I let him beat me this week, and now he's already 1-0 and on his way. Again, what's more important, being right or winning, winning games? Well, you're right. Um, we like to end every single week with a mailbag. We go into the mailbox and pull out some mail. You can send us emails, questions, uh, looking for some advice at our email, thisfantasylifepodcast at gmail.com. Our friend Tyler sent us a really good question uh, looking for this year. He is in a league that has half-point PPR, and he's going between these three guys. Let's help Tyler out. He's going between Jarvis Landry, Jar Jar Banks over there in Cleveland, Deontay Johnson, and Devin Singletary. Hmm. One spot, half-point PPR, who do you go with? Well, first, I'd like to ask both of you this question. What's the difference between half point? I mean, I know the, the logistical difference, but between half point and full point PPR, do you really do you recognize any difference in players? I, always, I know there are different cheat sheets, but they all look the same to me. Uh, is that really a, a thing? I mean, there might be one or two players who would be affected by a half point PPR, but I'm not sure what that is. Uh, right. But uh, – to start to answer the question, Devin Singletary, uh, he, he runs for Buffalo, but Zach Moss, we already saw Zach Moss got a couple of the goal line carries and scored some points. That's always going to be the problem with Devin. And they may pull him by, the, by midseason and just play Zach Moss because he has not been the player that they'd hoped he was going to be. Uh, so I would definitely not start him. So uh, week one, they all were almost uh, equal. Um, they each scored between 10 or 11 points. So it's very, very similar. Um, yeah, so I think what we're looking at is an outlook situation, like what's going to happen down the road. And um, I think, John, you could grab about Singletary not really being the guy in Buffalo. So you're kind of between Deontay Johnson in Pittsburgh and Jarvis Landry in Cleveland, both in the AFC North. Um, and I, I guess, like, in terms of, you know, Deontay Johnson, for me, was an, an unknown in a lot of ways. Scored 10 points in the opener last night. Um, you know, Juju isn't necessarily like an Antonio Brown replacement. So Big Ben's going to be tossing it around a lot. So I think I would go with Deontay Johnson in hindsight. Um, I think he might be a guy who is going to be getting some um, slot looks from Big Ben. And if the Steelers keep rolling, who knows? And Tyler, just to play matchup, I, I'm taking Jarvis over that Bengals stout defense. I think they're going to have a, a problem next uh, on Thursday. So I would take Jarvis. 
especially if Baker starts looking away from Odell because he just isn't his guy. Yeah. Brandon, you love Stout, but also love the Bengals. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I would not start Jarvis Landry. Uh, not because the Bengals' defense is good, but because the Browns are just that bad. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't know what his stats were in week one, but the Browns in general look terrible. Um, yeah, I think he scored like nine points. I think yeah, they're all about would, the same, 10, 11, nine points. I, w- I would shy away from Landry. Yeah, uh, th- those are hard players to, to own. I, th- I think Tyler's in a 12-team league there, as you can, we can tell. Those are all some kind of bottom feeders, and yeah, those are hard, hard spots to fill. But we gave him an answer, maybe? I mean, he has a lot to chew on. And now it's up to him. Yeah. And now it's up to us to end this show. Guys, it was so nice watching some football this week. It was so nice to chat with you here on This Fantasy Life. Don't forget to reach out to us. Get on the bus. Talk to us about your league. Join us on Zoom. Uh, Week two, we still have lots of hope in the air. We still have football to watch. I love it. And some dreams dashed. Hey, King, play us out. (laughs) 